Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Newspapers never the same again. But is anyone really surprised? You know, it really shouldn't be all that much of a surprise to to anybody. I can't say that I was surprised because cutbacks are the nature of the beast. I was not surprised. Seems the only one surprised were the newspapers, right? I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. U.S. newspapers battered and broken, and this week's layoffs at the New York Daily News serve as the latest blow. But while local news gathering has taken a hit, some observers think it's poised for a digital comeback of sorts. Media company Tronk Incorporated cut half of the Daily News newsroom staff Monday, including the paper's editor-in-chief. So we wanted to dig in just a bit, and we went to three journalists and media professionals who once worked in news and have since left the active arena. Anne-Marie Franzek now teaches journalism at SUNY Buffalo State and had a long career in print journalism. She's not surprised. When you think about the history of the media, um, newspapers were had primacy for hundreds of years, really. And radio came, changes. Television came, changes. And now newspapers, radio, and television are dealing with the Internet. And the Internet is causing all sorts of tumult uh, you know, across the, the legacy media. So it really shouldn't be um, very surprising. I think that the industry, particularly, most dramatically, the newspaper industry, is, is in a period of adjustment. Emory, you know, it, it didn't just happen. I mean, the Internet's been with us now for a long time. Did it, does it seem maybe that the newspaper industry kind of went kicking and screaming into the digital age? The newspaper industry famously has gone kicking and screaming a, 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 across all of the different changes. They didn't think that radio would have an impact. Then they didn't think that television would have an impact. And they were very slow to adapt to uh, the Internet and to on, an online presence, which is part of the problem because when they did uh, finally wake up to the Internet, they were giving their stuff away for free. And now that's what people expect, free free information. Yeah, tough to go back from that. And uh, I would imagine when it comes to, you know, the physical nature of uh, the print media, it's hard to adapt to that 24-hour news cycle when there's always some sort of breaking news going on. There can't always be breaking news on a piece of paper. Um, no, no. And that's, that's why newspapers now all claim to be 24-7, and they don't have to wait for the... Um, the, you know, the print edition to come out at 5.30 in the morning. If they have something breaking overnight, it can go online um, and so on and so forth throughout the day. And even, you know, television, I was speaking to someone, um, I believe it was at Channel 2, and they feel that um, 
their six o'clock or their their evening newscasts are just value added. That the real value of their reporting happens throughout the day online. Yeah, the internet pr- uh, platforms. That's the presence. Uh, absolutely. For pretty much every you know anybody that's in the media business. Everybody. Sure. We're joined live in studio by Anne-Marie Franzak, a professor at SUNY Buffalo State, but also a lengthy uh, career in print journalism. Um, You saw the cuts made this week at the New York Daily News. Half the newsroom staff. You know, as somebody who's worked in print before, what does that do to the newsroom? Not just to the paper, but to the morale of everyone working there and, you know, what's going through the minds of everyone as they're reporting? Well, fortunately, in my career, I haven't been, um, I haven't had that experience of devastation in the newsroom. Um, I can only say that I have had the experience of my um, expectations increasing. Um, Early on in my career, I wrote stories. I interviewed people over the phone. I went out to meetings. I wrote stories, and at the end of the day, I went home. Um, as the uh, industry progressed, um, I, I remember having to go walk down the street to WBEN and, and give business headlines. So there was a radio element of it. Um, there was a time when we would go on television and give some business headlines on on television. So there was more added to our daily, um, you know, daily expectations. And then, my goodness, then the web comes, right? So now the um, reporters are required to uh, tweet a certain number of times a day, to post on the website a certain number of times a day. So the time spent doing various tasks on the job um, is becoming more challenging. Um, so you have, I can only imagine, you have fewer people in a newsroom that only exacerbates the amount of, of, of work that the, the remaining people have to do. So it's, um, I'm sure it's going to be a much, much bigger challenge to cover the news um, as it should be. Yeah, I mean, think of, I think they let go over 40 people at the New York Daily News. So that's half of their newsroom. And they'll still, even though they say there's a new strategy, there's a new focus, there's still half the people that are trying to cover the news. Absolutely. 45 people out of the newsroom. Most of the sports department, all of the, all of the photographers, and an equal amount of people, uh, 43, maybe not equal, but just about equal, 43 or so people from the rest of the organization. So almost 100 people were cut from, from the whole newspaper operation. So I hope their strategy works. I hope they know what they're doing. Mike Igo, longtime consumer and investigative reporter at Channel 2, is also in the teaching arena now at SUNY Fredonia. Again, not surprised. As the media conglomerates you know, buy up more and more properties, they want to do more with less. So that's the nature of the beast. So can't say that I was surprised. But the other side of the coin is it opens the door for carelessness. Now, I'm not saying the Daily News is going to be careless, but when you have fewer people doing the same thing, that's the problem. But it's also the nature of the beast because that's what corporate America wants. And part of what people want to know from their local newspaper, whether it's us, whether it's through the Buffalo News, through any local media organization, is frankly the truth. With cutbacks like this, how much do you think it will affect the truth that gets put out there? I don't think it will affect the truth per se, but I think, as I say, when you have fewer people doing the same thing. The opportunity for carelessness is there. That's why, you know, one of the things we talked about today is people really have to go to multiple sources to get their information because sometimes some media outlets don't get it right. They don't do it purposely, I think, but mistakes happen, inaccuracies happen. So people really got to shop around and see what's what if there's something they really want to know about.
uh, in the future, 10 years from now, where do you see the world of media? In this growing age of technology and social media, how much does it change? Well, I think we are down to five major media corporations, and if Disney uh, purchase of Fox assets goes through, we're going to be down to just a few. So even more than ever, I think people got to be careful that they're getting a variety of views and getting the straight scoop, because even if they go to multiple websites or multiple sources, it may be the same corporations that own this. So people got to be very vigilant, and I especially encourage people to go to alternate news sources that they may not go to to get the bigger picture and the straight scoop. Uh, several other people who have worked in media over the years, joining with legislator Pat Burke to talk about the changing media landscape. How important do you think this type of conversation is? I think it's very important because, you know, some of the things I try to teach my students about, the general public doesn't know. You know, everybody has a Facebook page or they follow Twitter. And, you know, a lot of times you just accept things blanket. You know, oh, yeah, that's nice or that's funny or what. And I think sometimes you really have to question the media. And the nice thing about the social media now, people can have a voice because with all these media outlets now, you have the opportunity to complain. You have the opportunity to be heard. And because there's more and more media outlets competing for the advertising dollar, it will be heard. You know, you see on the news. Uh, trending now. So they want to know what people are interested in because they want to make sure they don't lose any advertiser dollars. As somebody who teaches the next generation of journalists that come on through, with it, with seeing cutbacks like this, do you find that it scares a lot of these people? And what do you tell these young people that are coming into the world? Surprisingly not. It doesn't scare them off because my attitude is if a student wants to be a journalist and they know what's going on in the world that you're going to expect to be doing a lot and you're going to work very hard, I say God bless you. And that's why i got to prepare them now, especially in the rush of the battle, the rush to be first of all, now you've got to make sure that you don't commit any ethical lapses because that's the main problem. Sometimes you're just hurrying, you get your story on the air, be first or whatnot, and that's when the opportunities for mistakes made. Honest mistakes sometimes, but it doesn't matter. If you make the mistake, you can hurt a lot of people's lives. Young people getting into the world of reporting, what's the biggest misconception that they have about this industry that you say, hey, you might think it's this way, this is how it really is? They all think they're going to make a lot of money. Finally on the podcast, a voice from the past at the Buffalo News, Elmer Plotz. He's now teaching at SUNY Fredonia as well, and he's not surprised at the changes overall. You can see a lot of it coming. Some of the strategies they're using, getting rid of some of their more, or encouraging some of their more marketable people to leave, that surprised me. The fact that they're cutting back. The news is actually, believe it or not, in maybe a better position than a lot of similar newspapers across the country because they're owned by Warren Buffett and they have no debt. So that gives them a little bit of a clean slate to deal with, as opposed to the New York Daily News, which just had massive massive uh, cutbacks yesterday. In fact, their staff is now roughly half the size of what's left at the Buffalo News for New York City, which is just astounding. But they were bought last year by Trunk, T-R-O-N-C, a, a big media conglomerate that owns the uh, Chicago Tribune and other, and other newspapers. They were bought for a dollar because of their debt. And Trunk has bought a lot of publications. A lot of newspapers were leveraged. And so in addition to trying to just break even selling ads and selling newspapers, they were paying huge amounts of debt. That's an advantage the Buffalo News has. It's, it's never had that kind of debt since Warren Buffett bought it. You know, in this day and age, I can just take out my phone, go on Twitter or Facebook, and I see all sorts of things, whether it's a local blog, whether it's the local news, the Buffalo News, uh, you name it. You can find it all right on the phone. For people to want to actually get a subscription to a newspaper nowadays, what's the appeal of doing that? 
Really, the only appeal, the main appeal of doing it is that you have people out there every day. If it's Twitter, if it's a blog, people go when they can around their other jobs. Whereas with a paper like the Buffalo News, which still has the largest reporting staff in the city of Buffalo, they're the ones that should be going out, going to places. It's their job to go do it. It's their job to go to the Amherst Town Board, to the Buffalo City Council, to the Erie County Legislature, and maybe when nobody else is there, to try to be there and at least try to cover it. And they probably do a broader section of that. And they also have the ability to do a little bit more investigative uh, kind of journalism, the kind of thing that also the Investigative Post does. But they have the people to be able to do that. Um, and other places can't really afford to dedicate somebody to that to that kind of work where maybe they spend a week, two weeks, three weeks, maybe they off and on, they're working for six months or a year on a project to really unpeel some of the things that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, so that is what the, that is part of the attraction of it, uh, for buying it. And also, you get some voices, you know. Unfortunately, the news has lost a lot of its voices. Here in 2018, of course, there's the 24-hour news cycle, and something always has to be turned out. Are you, do you believe that nowadays news, because it's so oversaturated with everything going on in this 24-hour news cycle, that it's difficult for people to keep up with it? Absolutely. We're overwhelmed. I mean, myself, sometimes I just turn everything off because I need to get away from it. Uh, you can't just have it coming, you know, notif notifications on your phone. I, I have notifications from a whole bunch of the, uh, from the TV stations, the Buffalo News, your station. I get notifications on news stories. Sometimes I'll have like five notifications on the same story from different media outlets within two minutes. And it's like, okay, there's only so much I can take of this. I got to back off for a while. So that's definitely a problem. There is that saturation and the repetition. One of the secrets of any media outlet, I think, now is trying to get things that are uniquely their own because everybody can go to a press conference and report who just got announced as the Buffalo Bills new coach you know, and have it out there. But one of the things the news did that was pretty good before Tim Graham left was they sent him out to California to uh, talk to people in his hometown and talk to his college coach and do something that nobody else had. If you can do that kind of thing, then you have something you can offer nobody else has and other people are following you and you've given people a reason to trust you and to go after your uh, content and to pay attention. Last question I got for you. Ten years from now, where do you see the newspaper industry? Loaded question, I know. I really think that it probably will be online, most of it. Some of the premium brands, the New York Times, the uh, Washington Post, and some of the specialty publications, probably the Wall Street Journal. And th there will still be a paper press, but I think the uh, Metropolitan Dailies, the medium-sized Metropolitan Dailies, like the Buffalo News, will probably be online. I think they already know that. I think the editor is aiming in that direction. Good news is, no ink on your hands. And we're back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.